Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Very excited today to kick off round two of our Celtics Trivia Bonanza. This time, the Northern Conference Finals the winner of which will face Joe in our grand final later next week. You can still catch round one of our podcast feed, on our podcast feed rather, if you missed it. But in the meantime, let me introduce our two contestants. First, we know him very well by now. He joined the pod right at the end of the season there. But this is his first trivia episode. Jason, aka Celtics J, welcome back, sir. How's it going? It's going well, Ben. Happy to be back. Excited to do some trivia. Hopefully I can show well for uh, the, the other fellow local fans here in the immediate area. Yeah, man, the expectations are high. The pressure is on. We'll, we'll see how you do. The questions are hard, but also very happy to welcome Mike, aka Wayne Spoonie from the Celtic Sub, who's going to be joining us on an ongoing basis, we hope, but is making his podcast debut here for some trivia. Mike, welcome, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I like that it's already presumed I'll be back, so let's make sure I don't ruin that uh, <laughs> as we go. Uh, like Jason, I'm a little concerned after having listened to the last episode and seeing how hard those questions were. So goal for tonight, don't look like an idiot. Let's see if I can, you know, reach that very lofty goal. Looking like an idiot would or, be part of the course on this podcast. If, so don't if worry. you are, right, like do it with some style. Like that's going to be the goal. Like if, if we're going to flame on this, we're going to do it with some style. Stylish idiocy. That's that's how we do it here on the pod. Um, <laughs> it's like behind the back pass that goes into the crowd. Like, yeah, right, look cool. <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah, respect the attempt. Uh, well, look, right. Wayne Spoonie, Mike, you, yeah, I've been crushing it on Celtics Reddit for a while now with Thank your you. detailed, in-depth write-up. So we're very stoked to hear that you wanted to join us here on this thing uh, for a regular chat. Um, we'll unpack more of that in future episodes, we hope. But for now, Celtics Trivia Bonanza, round two. There are no rules, but here are some very vague guidelines. Five rounds, <laughs> five questions per round. Some questions are multiple choice, some are not, but I'll cough up some options if you're struggling to answer. One point per correct answer, but there are sporadic bonus questions worth two points. And the last round is the rapid fire Phil Pressy round where correct answers are worth two points. Uh, and this round has 10 questions. And just to clear up some confusion from last week, the Phil Pressy round, Phil Pressy speed round rather, is not all about Phil Pressy. It's just that the speed of that final round and Phil Pressy's legendary on-court speed are somewhat synonymous. So I just wanted to clear that one up. Um, guys, any questions before we get started? Nah, man, this is going to be the wild, wild west of trivia. 
<laughs> it is, yeah. Yep, get those holsters loosened. Is that is that the term? I don't know. I haven't watched enough westerns, clearly. Let's just very quickly get a buzzer check. Jay, hit that buzzer for us, please, mate. I take you up standing right out of the ballgame. <laughs> awesome. And Mike, just test your buzzer out for us, please. All right, perfect. Just very quickly, massive thanks again to Reddit user big 3 for 3 and Burner for Design for their trivia questions and ideas. Brilliant stuff. I could not do this without them. Um, so really thankful for those submissions. All right, let's get into it. Round one, general Celtics trivia. Question one. Every Celtics fan knows the legendary Johnny Most, but what phrase was raised to the rafters by the Celtics in honor of him when he died in 1993? Got some options here. Is it? Most, Mike, headphones, or Radio Celtics? Waiting on those buzzers here. Most, Mike, headphones. I'm gonna go. Wait. Most, Mike. So or is that two different? Those ones? are two separate <laughs> options. Yes. All right, we're off to a good start. Then Mike. You are correct. Absolutely. All right. So moving on. Question number two. What was the first? season the Celtics did not win a championship in the 1960s was it 1969 1968 1967 or 1965 I take you up standing right out of the ballgame right I'm gonna go with the obviously or the rather the obvious and inappropriate guess of 1969 uh, I thought that would be alluring to some but unfortunately that is the <laughs> incorrect answer <laughs> womp 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 Mike this is a complete guess. 67. You are correct. Ding, ding, oh, ding. This man's on fire. All right, yeah. This, both of those He's are on fire. He's on fire yeah. out of the gate, so he takes a quick 2 nothing lead over, over Jason there. Um, bonus question. Which team won it all in the 1967 season, in that 1967 season? The Lakers. Incorrect. Damn. My St. Louis Hawks. <laughs> No, incorrect. Close. So no no points awarded for that bonus question. So that season ended with the Philadelphia 76ers winning the NBA championship, beating the San Francisco Warriors four games to two in the NBA finals, ending the Boston Celtics record title run at eight. I'm having an identity crisis. <laughs> it's still, still early, early even in the first round. So we got a, we got a long way to go. Uh, I'm loving it though. Millennial <laughs> fans like me just... I refuse down to the- acknowledge any Sixers championships anyway. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. Question three. The Boston Celtics famously had a dominant run through the 1980s, culminating in the near-perfect 1985-1986 season led by the big three of Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, and Robert Parrish, who led them in scoring in that order. Who was the fourth leading scorer on that 1986 Celtics team? I love Walter! Mike. Oh. Danny Ainge. Incorrect. He was the fifth leading scorer on that team. Jason, it's your opportunity to jump in here. I'm trying to remember uh, the years in the 80s there um, and the rosters because it all blends together. Because when I think of it, I think of it as one large chunk. I'm going to throw out the multiple choices here. Danny Ainge, who we've determined is not it. Bill Walton, Scott Wedman, or Dennis Johnson? Oh, I'm going Dennis Johnson then. It was DJ. That, yes, yeah. correct. Was my so other I was torn. <laughs> so just for just for the sake of trying to save some face here, and so that people, you know, I don't know. But in my mind, I'm like Cedric Maxwell or DJ. But then I was like, 
again, because I'm thinking early 80s, right? When Cedric was a big, you know, piece of that team and everything. And it just blurs together. And yeah. again, my father, he's not ever going to talk to me again. So <laughs> I got to make sure he doesn't get a hold of this Tell, tell him to skip this one. Uh, all right. <laughs> Question four. What NBA Finals record is held by Bill Russell? Well, he's won the most of them. So it's like a single game stats. Most rebounds. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So it would have been it probably would have been blocks if uh if they agreed. had recorded them back then. Yeah, yeah, you're agreed. absolutely right. So it was rebounds in a single game. Um forty twice. Nineteen sixty against the Hawks in overtime yeah, and then nineteen sixty two against the Lakers, not in overtime. So just like forty rebounds in a regulation game. It's insane. Um it's madness. Another bonus <laughs> question. There is one other active single finals game record held by a Celtic, a past Celtic. What is the record and who was it held by? I told you these would be hard. <laughs> yeah, by active? Do, do you mean? So the record, the record is active. It hasn't been broken. Okay. So the record still stands today. I can tell you what happened after the year 2000. Oh. Rondo most Threes assists. by Ray Allen. Uh, yep, that's Correct. it. Correct. It was threes by Ray Allen. Yep. Well done. <laughs> that's it. Uh, all right, a couple of bonus questions early here in the in the first. Yo, at round. me, yo, at me. What? So that that actually ties that's a tough the game. one too because we got we got mixed feelings about Ray Allen after he left. So it's like you don't want to remember that, but you got to remember it. Yeah, I don't remember having mixed feelings at the time. I remember feeling very very positive about that Agreed. experience. <laughs> uh, okay, right. But then when he left, you had like those mixed feelings about Ray Allen when he's going and winning championships. My, I'm sorry, we don't have to talk about that. Like, we're no, no, trying you- to. Raise the good vibes. <laughs> it, well, it's interesting. Like uh, talking about his Heat tenure, there he also has the record for most four-point plays in a finals game, but he did so with the Heat. So there that you go. dude was so good. He was, he was yes. so good. Oh, he's underrated at this point, but yeah, I don't yeah. digress. Well, you had those bone spurs in his heels, like sort of late in his Celtics tenure there, which I, I think kind of sort of detracted from the overall tenure there with Boston. But uh, yeah, good, good times with Ray Allen there. Question five. In 1978, the Celtics were involved in an unusual transaction after the NBA blocked the team's owner, Irv Levin, from moving the franchise to where? I'll accept a state. In fact, the answer I have is a state. It's a state. Is it New York? No. Other end, other side of the country. It has many, I think it has four NBA teams in it. I take you up standing right out of the ballgame. California? Yes, correct. Sorry, that was that hit was way too easy. <laughs> that was All generous. Right. Hit. Okay, so that's so the end like, of the first I'm not round. even like so. Just as far as it goes, like I understand street cred wise, <laughs> like that doesn't give me any. Like I get it. <laughs> Sorry, this is under protest. No big deal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. So yeah, he he wanted to move the team to his native California, and instead of Levin and John Y. Brown, the owner of the Buffalo Braves, traded franchises. So that's what I was thinking of. I knew they <laughs> traded. I didn't. I just thought that's where he wanted it originally. It was yeah, Buffalo. I had no Rich idea. Rich people are weird, man. They are. They're very strange. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming out of round one, Jason has the lead, having successfully uh, answered that um, that generously hinted question to end the round. And, of course, yeah. the bonus question worth two points there. Um, Going to go on to round two. This is current roster trivia. Question one. Marcus Smart has two nicknames listed on Basketball Reference. Name one of them. The Cobra. Correct. Smarf. You are correct, sir. Smarf is not one of them. The other one is Wolverine, which I'd never heard before. What? Uh, yeah. 
that's got to be a college nickname or Surely. something, right? Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard anyone call him Wolverine before, ever. Nope. Um, question two. I might start. <laughs> well, it's not never too late. <laughs> question two. Which current Celtics player has played for the most other teams? Is it Al Horford, Jabari Parker, Luke Cornett, or Evan Fournier? Al Horford, Jabari Parker, Luke Cornett, or Evan it's Fournier. It's Jabari Parker. Parker. Correct. I think Mike Wayne Spoony got in just slightly earlier. You might have to blame the uh, latency of your of your hotel Wi-Fi there, Jason. Uh, oh. no, we have no rules established for uh, network latency. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay for the Wi-Fi next time. Give us both a point. <laughs> oh, stop being so nice about it. You, I, I, I stole a point in that last round. You get this one. That's fine. I get it. <laughs> All right. Fair. All right. Question number three. Grant Williams' mother, Teresa Johnson, is an electrical engineer who works for NASA. His father, Gilbert, is a jazz artist and former college player who has worked as a bodyguard for which famous 80s musician? Oh. Wow. Oh. I've got multiple choices. Is it? Please. <laughs> this is just stuff you need to know as a Celtics fan. I love so it. The choices I love are this. <laughs> Prince, Lionel Richie, Whitney Houston, or Michael Jackson? Waiting for those buzzers. Mike. Grant seems like the type of guy whose dad grew up <laughs> loving sick guitar solos. So I'm going Prince. You are correct. <laughs> solid. Uh, that was solid. <laughs> I love that. that. Yeah, that was complete luck. <laughs> All right. Wayne Spoonie is, is starting to, uh, to add a bit of a margin here. So we'll move on to question four. Jason Tatum is the godson of which retired NBA player? Is it Tyron Liu, Mark Jackson, Vernon Maxwell, or Larry Hughes? I take you Mike. Larry Hughes. Oh, I think we both buzzed in at the same time there. He got it. He got it. Okay. He got it. I didn't. We'll, we'll give that one to Jason. It is Larry Hughes, but you, you did uh, yeah. uh, articulate the answer there sooner. So we'll, we'll give that one to you on a technicality. So Larry Hughes um, was Jason Tatum's father's Plugs high school technicalities. and college teammate. <laughs> Tatum is also a cousin of former NBA player and current Los Angeles Clippers head coach, uh, Tyron Lue. I had no idea. Yeah, well, that's I, I got it a little mixed up there. I was like, wait, which one is that? And so... Yeah, yeah. Threw that it was in a there good a one. Ball. That's a real good one. <laughs> Thank uh, Celtics Wikipedia page for that one. Question five. At the end of his rookie season, Jason Tatum joined which historic player as the only rookies in playoff history to record 10 games of 20 or more points scored during their first playoff runs? Was it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Wilt Chamberlain, Alex English, or Magic Johnson? Kareem, Wilt, Alex English, Magic Johnson. I love water! Mike. I'm going to go because it seems like the non-obvious one, Alex English. No, it's... All right. Yeah, I put that... I thought maybe people would, like, overthink it and choose Alex English. I was right. Uh, and that is incorrect. Correct. Jason, you've got an opportunity to answer here. It's consecutive. Uh, let me read the question. Just, so, yeah, please. So, rookie season, Jason Tatum joined which historic player as the only rookies in playoff history to record 10 games of 20 or more points scored during their first playoff run? So, it doesn't have to be consecutive. Magic Johnson. Incorrect. So, the Damn. two remaining... Anyone can jump in here. Uh, buzzers, please. So, it's either Kareem or Wilt. Kareem, then. It's Kareem. Oh, I've got to, I have to I give that one to Mike. Well. He was in with the buzzer quickly. Um, I was going to say Wilt, so whoever... 
You were going to say Wilt? Okay, well, yeah. Jason, you've got the correct answer there. There we go. Okay, that is the end of round two. Uh, the current roster in which we discussed Prince and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, so I don't know how current that was. Um, Mike, one, two, three, four, five, six, to Jason's, one, two, three, four, five. Close game here, six to five. I'm over here just yelling stuff out. <laughs> if you beat me, you will see a Venmo request for $20. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round three, GMs and presidents. So last week we had a coaches round. GMs and presidents seems like the natural progression to that round. There's only so much coaching content you can cover. And with that, question one, Danny Ainge was appointed GM of the Celtics in 2007. How many people had held that position for the Celtics before Ainge was appointed? Was it one, four, six, or eight? I take you up standing right out of Jason. the ball game. Four. Correct. You are correct, sir. It was Walter Brown, Red Alback, Jan Volk, and Chris Wallace. There you go. Um, there, it can be confusing. I had to sort of like triple verify this because there's GMs, there's presidents, there's there's a lot of different actual front office roles that are all kind of confusing, and some of them seem a little superfluous to be honest. But uh, and then Patino had a weird, weird like designation to what his like ultimate role was in the organization yeah yeah so exactly so he i think was the president of basketball ops and like basically operated within the confines of the gm role but was technically not the gm so uh anyway that Mm -hmm. ties the game six apiece so uh getting very spicy here moving on question two in the 1970s red alback starred in a 28 episode series on a local network in which he talked about basketball what was the name of that series was it red on round ball red's corner Rebounding with red or Albach's answers. I take you up standing right out of the ball game. Round ball with red. Uh, that wasn't an option. I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'll give it to red you. on round. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't be so pedantic. Yeah. It was red on round ball. Round ball red. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Yes, you should. <laughs> All right, that's the go-ahead bucket there for for Jason. Bonus question. This is worth two points. Red Albach's tenure as GM in 1984. Sorry, I've, I've written this poorly. Red Auerbach's tenure as GM ended in 1984, but he continued on as team president until what year? I love Walter! Mike. 93. Ooh, close. It is the 90s. You've got one attempt to answer this, Jason, and then if you're incorrect, we'll just move on. So I'm thinking it's got to be before they... Shot clock is winding down here. <laughs> All right, I'm... I'm going to go 92. Oh, incorrect. It was 1997. Um, was it that late? Patino, yeah. When Patino took over, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. From Red Hour back oh. to Rick Patino. There you go. <laughs> quite, I had faulty logic on that one. That's all right. Faulty um, logic. They're, they're bonus questions. You know, just throw them out there and, and see if anything sticks. We'll move on. Question That's my three. my lifeblood, Ben. That's my lifeblood. <laughs> you are thriving on the bonus questions. I need the bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Chris Wallace became the Celtics GM in 1997 not the president, the GM, and went on to infamously trade which future NBA star? Was it... I take you up standing right out of the ballgame. Jason. Joe Johnson. You are correct. And Chauncey Billups. Yeah. So, I think it was Patino who did Chauncey Billups. So, it was Joe Johnson. So, Wallace made a trade deadline trade um, with the Phoenix Suns. Can anyone think of a good trade that Wallace did? Like, I I mean... No. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, but this particular trade, he he traded. But yeah, um, the Joe Johnson one was like the heartbreaker. That was crazy. 
Yeah, it was Joe Johnson for Tony Delk and Rodney Rogers, oh, among others, yeah. which would help the Celtics to their first Eastern Conference Finals in over a decade. But the trade became problematic over the long term when Johnson became a major star with Phoenix and Atlanta while Rogers left the Celtics after Wallace failed to sign him to a contract extension. Okay, question four. One of the many retired Celtics numbers is in honor of a past GM. Who is it and what in particular is their number retired in honor of? Is it Red Auerbach, Walter Brown, Dave Gabbett, or Jan Volk? Red Auerbach, Walter Brown, Dave Gabbett, Jan Volk. My father's going to kill me. (laughs) I can tell you the number that's retired if that helps at all. Probably not, but let's go for it. It's number one. I love Walter! I think, weirdly, it's Walter Brown for some reason. It is absolutely correct. Well done. And Thank you. do you know like why they retired the number, or, like why they particularly have retired his number and no other GMs? We'll still give you the point. Is, but. This is morbid, but did he die? No, but he did. F- he was all the right. founder of the Celtics, so he founded the Celtics. Okay, all right. Yeah, he is uh, the architect, I guess you could say. He founded the Celtics in 1945. <laughs> Moving on. Question five, two past Celtics presidents had multiple separate tenures as Celtics presidents. One of them was Red Auerbach. Who was the other? Was it Walter Brown, Lou Pieri, Rich or Rick Gotham, or Jack Waldron? Walter Brown, Lou Pieri, Rich Gotham, Jack Waldron. It was presidents? Correct. Two past Celtics presidents had multiple separate tenures. Two goes at it. Two goes at being president. One of them was Red Auerbach. Mike. I'm going to say Walter Brown. Incorrect. Just had that that one go of it. So, Jason, that leaves Lou Pieri, Rich Gotham, who I believe is the current president, and Jack Waldron. (laughs) Pieri. Incorrect. Yeah. It's two more answers. Anyone can dive in here. Just call it out if you know it. Gotham? Nope. The other guy. The other guy. Right. The other guy. I think fairly, fairly <laughs> to the listeners there. We're, we're not going to award any points for that question. If we, if we whittle it down as a team to, to the correct yeah. answer, I just, uh, I don't think anyone is uh, is getting out of that Spoons, with any points. You had to come at that with that, like that Tommy, but the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> That's- so we've got Mike on seven points. We've got Jason on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven to eight. My tallying system is very not technical at all. Apologies to the listener. Listen, this is this starting to turn out like the uh, that final, you know, that the Milwaukee game last night. <laughs> oh, it's a bad calls at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there was some. All right, we don't have we don't have the guy regress that much. I'm just saying. Are you about to game. swap me into next week? <laughs> like Giannis. <laughs> Round four. Celtics modern history. So I call this modern history because it's from 1987 onwards. 1987 was the year I was born. Hence, in my mind, this is Celtics modern history. Question one. Millennial history. Here we go. Sure. <laughs> in the 1987 Eastern Conference Finals against the Pistons, how many punches did Robert Parrish land on Bill <laughs> Lambeer's face before he was pulled off him? Was it one, two, three, or four? <laughs> I take you standing right out of the ball game right uh, you both buzzed it at the same time there. Jason uh, had it before. Maybe okay. Before. Jason, it's all you. Three. You are correct. You are correct. It was three punches. And uh, that highlight is ingrained. 
<laughs> I'm glad. Had, had to, to protect the hands, watch it. man. You had to protect the hands. Yeah, this was one of the questions submitted by Big Three Vo Three, and I watched the clip, you know, just to verify the intel, and I had to watch it a few times to be sure. The, the cadence of the punches is unusual to say the least. Like <laughs> first, there's there's the big one that like Lambier goes down, and then as Lambier's falling, there's the quick like ba ba, like the quick one too. <laughs> like I don't condone violence, but like fuck it, it's Bill Bill Lambier, right? Like one of the <laughs> most punchable it. faces. Yeah. Well done. Straight to like, you just knew the amount of punches as well. So that's uh, very, very impressive. Question two, what seven for one deal trade constitutes the largest number of players traded for a single player in league history? Mike. I accidentally buzzed in, but I think it's the KG trade. (laughs) It is the KG trade. Yes, absolutely. Well done. Touche. I had some I had some extra notes here on that one. Yeah, so the KG trade, Al Jefferson, Ryan Gomes, Sebastian Telfair, Gerald Green, Thea Ratliff, cash considerations, Boston's 2009 first round draft pick, top three protected, and the 09 first round pick, which Minnesota traded to Boston in the Ricky Davis Wally Serbiak trade of 2006. So it's actually eight if you include the, the cash considerations there. But um, bonus question. Throwing out a bonus question here. What major award did Kevin Garnett win that had never before or since been won in franchise history? I take you up standing right out of the ball game. Defensive player of the year. You are correct, sir. Well done. Moving on. This is a who am I? Question three. I was born in November 1968 in Jacksonville, Florida, where I attended Bowlers High School. I was a first round draft selection by the Celtics in 1990. I would go on to name my son Anakin Walker as an homage to the Star Wars character Darth Vader. In 1998, I was traded to the Toronto Raptors along with Toronto Billups. Mike. Is it D Brown? It is D Brown. Yes. Well done. Um, so I didn't get the answer and I feel horrible about it, but <laughs> I will uh, take the consolation prize that I uh, got to meet D Brown at a restaurant that I managed some years back and he signed my chef coat. Oh, nice. <laughs> he is awesome. one of the most like legit, cool, low key dudes in the world. Like just a genuinely wonderful human being as far as I can tell. Yeah. I figured once reading that he named his son Anakin Walker, like um, must be like a pretty chill dude. So. He's a real one. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's a real one. Yeah. So uh, he was also named to the 91 NBA all rookie first team after playing all 82 games in his rookie season. He led the NBA in three point field goals and three point field goal attempts in 98, 99. And the final clue there, which is the obvious one to give it away was the, the dunk contest victory there in 1991. So uh, well done. Question four, in 2013-2014, or in the 2013-2014 season, two Celtics recorded triple doubles. One was Rajon Rondo, the other was who? This might be a throwback oh, to man. the last episode. So, What damn year was that? Ra- so this is after Rondo? Rondo goes out with the ACL tear in that season, uh, or was out, Mike? This seems like a dumb answer, but is it Jordan Crawford? Yes, it is Jordan Crawford. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Jordan Crawford Reclamation Project. Yes. Oh, yeah. damn. There's going to nice be catch. a Jordan Crawford reference in all of these, which is sort of a shout out to Jackson, nice who is the world's catch. biggest Jordan Crawford fan. All right. That actually ties the game at Ooh. 10. And this is the final right. question of the... Got a spoonful of drama on this one. Oh, absolutely. A Wayne spoonful. I'm in for all spoon puns. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, final question of the second last round, round four. 
The Celtics have the 45th overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft. In 1987, the Celtics drafted Reggie Lewis with the 22nd pick, but also had the 45th overall pick. Who did they draft with the 45th overall pick in 1987? Who doesn't know who they drafted in the second round in 1987? Come on. Did they have three rounds back then too? Uh, I think they had more than that. But uh, oh I'll, I'll throw some options out to you because it would be cruel to just like throw that question <laughs> out into the ether. The options are Brad Lowhouse, Dirk Minifield, Greg Kite, or Darren Dave. Oh, I take you a fanny right out of the ball game. Right? Um, I think Mike might have just got in there slightly earlier. Mike? Brad Lowhouse is the only name I've ever heard, so I'm going with Brad Lowhouse. It is indeed Brad Lowhouse. He was drafted 45th overall and went on to play like 11 seasons in the NBA mm-hmm. for the Celtics. I thought you were about to say 11 minutes. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he, play, he played for more than 11 minutes. He had a pretty successful NBA career. So, I mean, with our 45th overall pick coming up in this draft, we can only hope to be as lucky as those who drafted Brad Lowhouse back in 87. All right, so that makes it 11 to 10 in favor of Mike. So we're much closer than we were at this point in round one. So we're now moving Listen, on. If America's good for anything, it's drama. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I grew up That's watching right. American TV. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> round five, uh, should we, we stop here and take the pulse, guys? You know, it's close here. How are you guys feeling heading into this, this pivotal round five, this Phil Pressy speed round where every question is worth uh, two points? I'm terrified. So seeing a lot of shaking heads here. <laughs> I feel like I've got, I feel like the points I have are by like the skin of my Celtic fandom teeth. So it's like I don't know what to expect right now. Some of these are like really clever, like deep dives into just niche topics. Um, kudos to the folks that were helping generate these questions because they they do they like they they really try to evoke it out of you. And it's all I can do is say you know what I gotta. I got to get back into my Celtic uh, history books and get right for the next for the next season. But there's still time for me to uh, to show out here, so I'm I'm going to give it my best. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm in the lead based on what I would call pure luck. Uh, at least Slightly two, stronger Wi Fi as well. I think that too. The Wi Fi is really helped. It's a factor. Yeah. Yo, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it though because if I were blaming the Wi Fi, it'd be no different than blaming the refs, right? And I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna go there. Jay's here playing an away game. He's on the road there in Milwaukee, <laughs> so it's, it's tough. It's tough. The crowd's That's counting great. down as he puts up these free throws. <laughs> round five, the Phil Pressy speed round. Question one, on July 15, 2015, exactly six years ago today, which undrafted point guard who was signed after a promising summer league two years prior was waived by the Celtics? Mike. Phil Pressy. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Stuck in a full Pressy comment. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was always going to happen. <laughs> Question two. Who is the oldest rookie in Celtics history? This is recent. Think like last five years. Oh. No longer plays for the Celtics. And as Mike. Kelly Olenek. No. <clears throat> Correct. More recent than that. Semi Ogilvy. <clears throat> no, even more recent than that. Shit. Yeah. They played on the team last year. And they no longer do. Wanamaker. It was Wanamaker. Yes. That's tricky. Oh, no. And with these these two points. That's like one of those answers, too. Like, once you hear it, like, how did I not? What? (laughs) That's tricky. Well, with these two-point answers here, Mike is starting the streak ahead. Currently 15 to 10, but we're only two points into the round. Two questions into the round. late fourth quarter threes right right. Just raining them down on me. Question three. Name the three FIBA Hall of Famers who have played for the Celtics. The what? 
<laughs> three Hall of Fame players who have played for the Celtics at some point. I mean, there's more than three. Allow me to clarify then. Yes, it's the FIBA okay. International Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, go ahead, Okay. Mike. Dino Raja. No. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'll throw out one of them. One of them is Shaq. And then... Jason. So... I'm going to assume one of them is Larry Bird. No. <laughs> this is a tough one. How... So it, it wouldn't have been one of the American players. Uh, they are both American players. They are both African-American. One is an old-timey player. Oh. Think like Celtics inception thereabouts. And one played in the last sort of 10 to 15 years. Mike. Ooh. Okay. The 15 years threw me off. Bill Russell. Yes. That's one. There's one more. KG. Correct. You are correct, sir. All right. Bit of a tough one there. The FIBA thing really throws a spanner in the works, but we're going to move yeah, on. Question I, four. I feel like I, I lost all credibility on that one because <laughs> I messed up on the question. I messed up on the answers. Like, uh, this is, I mean, this is this is a drowning that we're watching it over I here. said Dino Raja, so <laughs> I don't think you can be too tough on yourself. But we've got two American guys on the call, so of course we have to throw the FIBA International B-ball question out there just to just to check yeah, the pulse. They, they did that on purpose. Question four: In Game One of the 1985 NBA Finals, which Celtic went 11 for 11 from the field, including four for four from three? Was it Larry Bird, Cedric Maxwell, Danny Ainge, or Scott Wedman? Mike. Danny Ainge. Incorrect. Larry Bird, Cedric Maxwell, or Scott Wedman? I take you up standing right out of the ball game. Right? Cedric Maxwell. Incorrect. Damn. That Damn. leaves two people. Anyone want to dive in here with the right answer? Wedman. It was Wedman. Oh, it feels unfair to award that, but we got to we got to give the correct nah, answer don't points. Give it to I, I think that one basically fizzled out, so we, we will not award any points there, just to keep it interesting. So it is currently seventeen to ten as we move on to question five of this pivotal round. Who were the first two Celtics players to have their jersey numbers or names retired? I take you up standing right out of the ball game, right? Jay, Russell. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit is right. Um, it was in the early 60s. That would have been too easy. You know, I should have known better. Mike? Kuzi? That's one of them. Heinsen. Oh, so close, but no. No. The, uh, um, whoever gets his last ben name, so I'll, I'll award the points to. So Kuzi was <laughs> one like, of them. I wanted you to uh, go. No. Okay. They've got a f- f- the first. Their first name is two letters. I take you up standing right out of the ball game, right? Oh, Jay's really cutting out there. <laughs> He's got a face like he knows the answer. <laughs> Sorry, Jay, you're back. We've got you back. Did you have the the answer there? I, I don't. Have, I don't have the answer. Okay, I'm going to award one point to Mike for the for partial correct answer, getting Bob Cousy there. The other was Ed McCauley, uh, and they were both retired in 1963. Number six, Jason Tatum has... I would not have got that. Me neither, to be honest. (laughs) Wait till we get to the finals. That's when the question's (laughs) going to get really difficult. Question six, Jason Tatum has two listed nicknames on Basketball Reference. One of them is just Jay. The other is what? I take you up standing right out of the ball game. Taco Jay. You are correct. (laughs) See him somewhat qualified as a a fellow Jason to... Let uh, the record (laughs) show that I am flexing right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, he's back in it. It's currently 18 to 12. There are... Four more questions remaining, so if anyone's still in it, 
Question seven, four Celtics players have won the NBA MVP award. Bob Cousy, Bill Russell, Larry Bird, and who? I take you up standing right out of the ball game, right? Jay. Dave Cowens. Correct. Absolutely correct. 14 to 18. Uh, he's nipping My father might here. talk to me this Thanksgiving. <laughs> Interestingly, one of the nicknames that uh, for Dave Cowens on Basketball Reference is Dave the Rave, which I thought was uh, interesting. Question that number, man was a menace. Absolutely. He liked to party. He did, clearly. <laughs> uh, ahead of his time as well, raving in the 70s there. Um, question number eight. Tony Allen infamously tore his ACL and MCL in 2007 by doing what? I take you up standing right out of the ball game, right? Jay. Dunking. I will accept dunking. The, the full answer was attempting a dunk after the whistle. Uh, one of the all-time boneheaded plays in sports. Um, yeah, but he was, was dunking. Oh, my God. Like, you love Tony Allen, but you hated that. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, it's technically correct, so we'll, we'll give you the, the points there. It's currently 18 to 16 in favor of Mike, a.k.a. Wayne Spoonie. We've got two questions remaining. I'm coming. Question I'm nine. Coming. I'm, I'm collapsing down the stretch. <laughs> Wayne Spoonie? Ain't got nothing. Actually, there is no overtime. <laughs> Question nine. <laughs> Who is the only Celtic ever with two 50-point games in a single season? Mike. Jason Tatum. You are correct. Okay. Question 10. One boneheaded franchise prematurely distributed confetti from their rafters after foolishly mistaking Mike. 76ers. Uh, partially correct. Fill it in. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll finish the, the question. So after the Raptors, Shit. after foolishly mistaking a two-pointer as a playoff game winning three, <laughs> which franchise was this? You were right. And which game of the series did this occur in? Three. You are correct. All right. Wayne Spoonie, Mike, hell of a debut on the podcast. You've come in here and you've won 22 to 18, I believe, to 16 rather. So very close battle. Jay's face is frozen I don't know if he, that's just um, sort of the ill-stricken look after a loss or if the Wi-Fi has died. But fortunately, it lasted right up until the end of the final round there. Jason, you, are you back with us? I, I switched to my phone's uh, hotspot here, so what did I miss? You missed uh, Mike winning the game, unfortunately. Uh, he did come out and win 22-16 to 16 in the end, just uh, rifling off a few correct answers there in the, in the very pivotal Phil Pressy speed Listen, round. coach kept me on the bench. I'm like Devin Booker right now. Listen, all right, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I think a word of warning to, to Joe and Mike, who will both be appearing in the finals. Um, don't don't be in a hotel. Make sure your Wi-Fi is solid before you uh, join the finals because it's like lacing up a bad pair of sneakers. Really, like you need you need that arch support. Congratulations, Mike. Well done. Uh, both Thank of you, you did particularly well. This was a much closer game than uh, than round one, and uh, both finishing in double figures there with such hard questions. Very very respectable. So well done. It's a lot of fun, fellas. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on and get extremely lucky. <laughs> Before we wrap this one up, guys, I mean, Team USA have been playing. Jason Tatum has been playing. I'm kind of going out on a limb here, but is any thoughts? It's obviously, it's a slow news week, month um, for the Celtics. But, you know, what, what's sort of going on in your heads as far as, you know, just general Boston Celtics land is concerned? Well, I don't think there's much to, to be read into what's kind of going on with Team USA right now. I, I don't know that there's anything happening that's really going to be earth-shattering, other than it does seem like Tatum is really leaning into spending as much time with Ime Odoka as he can. Um, 
everything that's coming out and that we're reading right now is that he's pretty much just paired off with Ime Adoka and putting in work. So I, I like hearing that. That just kind of gives me a good sense that um, he's really invested in Ime coming on and being that head coach and that Ime is excited to be a part of watching Tatum blossom into an even bigger superstar than he's already become. Um, other than that, you know, the, the couple of games that I caught were kind of rough to watch as, you know, a guy rooting for the U.S. team because they just decided they didn't want to run any plays, um, which is an interesting strategy. You know, just <laughs> go one on five each time down the court. Mate, I mean, okay. when you're playing an international powerhouse like Australia, what, what can you right. expect? You know, I mean, we've, we've always been, you know, at the top Listen, of the game. <laughs> I can't they, even finish that they sentence. They did. They, they came out swinging. I mean, that's a legit team and they deserve respect, man. You better come on that court ready to play a legit basketball game or you're going to get hit like that. It does look like Team USA woke up a little bit in their last game. Yeah. Uh, but it, we're not going to really know until they play, you know, Nigeria and Australia again. So. I'll be looking forward to watching those games because uh, both those teams got some phenomenal players on them. I, I think it does seem like a real positive that's coming out is there seem there does seem to be like more buzz, uh, regardless of how successful Team USA ends up being. Uh, there does seem to be a, a lot of nice buzz. People are talking about it, even like not diehard uh, NBA fans that I've encountered are like talking about Team USA and what's going on. So I think that's exciting just on its own merit. Spoons, what have you been, what are you picking up on? So I will say, I'm not sure what was more surprising about that Argentina game, um, that Luis Scola is still somehow playing basketball at a relatively high level, like beautiful 15 man. or something. <laughs> yeah, he is a gorgeous fella, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and apparently there's someone named Josh Maguette on the USA basketball team. I would consider myself... A pretty diehard NBA fan, and I have never heard of that man before in my life. So when he came out and stroked a three, I was like, "What? What is going on, man? Scola's out here, Joshy Maggetti's out here, you know, burying jumpers." It was just, uh, it was uh, quite the experience. But I wouldn't. I'm not sure how much we can take away from that Argentina game because that team is not what they used to be back mm-hmm. when they had Manu and Young Scola, Nocioni. So we'll see. We'll see. The early returns are are not great. Wayne Spoonie, Mike, thanks again for coming on for your debut. Um, I'm looking forward to having you back on and sort of drilling into some of the those deep dives that you've been doing on Celtics Reddit and talking about the Celtics and and not just sort of fucking around with trivia. So um, thanks again, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys very much. It was a pleasure. Anytime you need me, <laughs> and- all the time. All the time. <laughs> All <laughs> right, that's always. fine too. <laughs> Jason, Celtics J, uh, it's nice to see you again, man. Ooh. I hope that that Wi-Fi holds up for you in your sort of future online endeavors while you're there oh, in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. The the good thing is uh, I, I got I got a new situation moving forward where I'm gonna be able to start charging the the high end Wi-Fi in the hotels <laughs> on a company card. So we should. We shouldn't have these same problems as we move forward. Yeah, we'll have to send you the uh, Celtics Credit Podcast corporate credit card, and you can you can charge it to, right. to that next time. <laughs> Listen, we're getting big time. All right, that's going to do it for this one. Thanks again to Redditors Big Three Vo Three and Burner for Design for helping with these questions. Also, again to the debutant Wayne Spoonie. Hope you enjoyed your first time on the pod. We really, really appreciated having you on, and we'll talk to you again soon. And of course, Jason, love your work, mate. Thanks again. We will be back next week to talk some Team USA, maybe some Aussie boomers if we're lucky. Until next time, go Celtics. Peace.